welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back to the program. This is our Monday morning edition, and thank you for joining in. We started something last Thursday, we're continuing today, and I guess really a lot of episodes connect to this. We want to live stress-free lives. I've never met anyone who enjoyed stress or being worried about things or feeling the weight of the world on their shoulders or feeling pulled in every direction or like they're never good enough or it's never going to all work out. Nobody enjoys any of those stresses and anxieties And I'm just here to tell you that is not the life that Jesus died to give you. He wants us to live without worry. You've heard me talk before about Matthew chapter 6. He said it three times in the Sermon on the Mount. Do not worry. And he was talking about the basic stuff like what you would eat or where you would sleep or what you would wear. He said, I take care of the birds. I take care of the grass. I can take care of you. All I need you to do is every day, Each day has enough issues of its own, so do this one day at a time. I need you every day to seek first God's kingdom. Let me rule your life, and let me show you the way of righteousness, and I promise everything else is going to work out. Now, I know everybody wants that. If you're a Christian and you're listening, you're thinking, yep, I know that verse. I've heard that preached a hundred times, but what does that look like? How do you do that when you're raising kids? How do you do that when you're working 60 hours a week? How do you do that when you're dealing with health problems that slow you down? You see, life has a way of adding that anxiety and stress, and we know we're supposed to pray about it, and I hope you're doing that. We all know that we're supposed to be anxious, that is, weighed down by nothing. Let nothing divide your mind. Let nothing pull you into pieces. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. We know about that too. But I have to tell you, there are some things that we need to do, action items, in addition to seeking first our spiritual well-being and praying. We talked a little bit about it last Thursday. I hope you check that out. I was building this particular episode and I came across this article about four things that a man gave up so that he could have freedom from anxiety and worry. And over the weekend, in those four things, I have made a tangible effort to make sure they are not a part of who I am, and they are not a part of the way that I operate. And I've even made a couple of steps, and I feel great about it, and you can too. So don't forget episode 34, Forfeit Some Things for Your Freedom. All right, so I have something just so crucial to share today. It turns out the big secret to minimal stress living is taking Jesus' advice to look at things in day-tight increments, plan for spiritual success, be intentional and careful in that planning. And you're going to hear a lot about that today. And if you're willing, Ephesians 5, to make the most of your time to discern what is wise and what is unwise, when you're planning your day to discern what is essential, what needs to be there and where it needs to be, versus things that are non-essential, that either don't need to be in today's schedule, or maybe don't need to be in any day's schedule. If you can learn how to plan some things and eliminate some others, 
it will go a tremendous distance in creating a routine for daily planning that will build great weeks, great months, and an amazing year. It basically takes this thing called life that is kind of inherently stressful because there are always people needing you to go different directions and you just have so many options in front of you that either you're petrified by those options or you try to do too many things. It takes this stressful thing called life and it takes the stress factor away. To illustrate that, before I show you the practical side of this, to illustrate that, let me tell you about a game that I play at home with Nicholas. It's called Stress-Free Chess. Now, if you've ever played chess, I would not describe it as stress-free. I used to play it a lot as a teenager. It's a strategy game, and you've got 16 pieces on the board, eight pawns across the front and the different characters on the back row, and it is stressful from Jump Street. Right away, you've got to pick which of these 16 things am I going to move first. You have quite a few options. You have to decide where to move them, how far to move them. You're supposed to be calculating your next series of moves and setting up some attack. You're supposed to figure out how they're going to work in conjunction with each other to accomplish your goal. The options seem nearly limitless. Your chances of making the right choice seem almost impossible. And all of that without calculating in that there is an opponent. There's someone else on the other side doing the same things, and ultimately you're going to have to begin reacting to what they're doing as you try to win. That just stresses me out thinking about it. I mean, I used to love it, and some people love chess, but man, as soon as I grew up and realized that life is basically like that, like every day I've got 16 possible options, and each of them can move in multiple directions, and I'm supposed to be building some daily strategy, and it's all supposed to be going somewhere, and I'm supposed to understand that and not be overwhelmed by that. And then I have these opponents, whether it's time or deadlines or people, and they're making moves, and I have to react to them. As soon as I figured out that life is chess, I was like, no, I'm I'm not going to turn that into a game. But my son Nicholas really wanted to learn how to play. So we bought a game called Stress-Free Chess. And once you buy into the premise, it really is great. It teaches him how to do things, how to play the game, and what the objectives are, but it eliminates most of that plethora of possibilities. It gives you a little bit of flexibility, but it just goes one step after the other. Here's how it works. You set up all your 16 pieces. The other person sets up theirs. Your first move is already made for you. There's a particular pawn that you move two steps forward. Theirs is made for them. The board already tells you. They take their pawn, they move it two steps forward. After that, you draw a card. You pick up the first card, and it has a chess piece on it. Whatever piece is there, that's the one you're going to move. Oh, you can decide whether to move it left or right or whatever it will do, but you've eliminated all these other possibilities. You don't have to worry about the big grand strategy. You don't have to worry about reacting directly to what the other person is doing. It's said queen. You just move the queen up one. When it's your turn again, you draw another card. It's a knight. You move it. You pick one of the two and you pick a direction. So you learn how it all works and you get pretty good at it and you see what's going on, but there's no stress. The reason there is no stress, and I need you to hang on to this with me, The reason in stress-free chess there's no stress is because you are not weighed down by too many options and too many possibilities. You're not fighting yourself over what to do or what not to do or if you should have done it differently. You pick up the card, it tells you the next thing to do, and you do it. Well, let me just be really clear on this. 
I think a lot of people are getting up in the morning with a chessboard and all these pieces on it, and they don't know which piece they're going to move first. They're not even sure if the thing that they choose to do first was the right thing. It creates a chain of events that involve other pieces and other movements with no strategy. And before you know it, they're just reacting to what everything else is doing, and the day is unproductive, and there's your stress. Your stress comes from too many options, too much questioning of yourself, worrying that you're wasting the day, and then ultimately just chasing all day and reacting. One of the big themes of our program is we want to be intentional and not reacting all the time. So I need to share with you what this looks like, but I still have my Bible open to Ephesians 5, and I just think I need to bring it up again. Be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time. Making the most of your time because the days are evil. We only get so many of these days. I can't walk around burdened by everything and feeling unproductive and scattered. It goes on to say, look, there's some things you're not going to do. In the case of Ephesians 5, it's waste time getting drunk with wine. It tells you things that you are going to do. Sing songs with God's people and be encouraged while you live with a thankful heart of great gratitude. That's what it means to understand the will of the Lord. Okay, so imagine that you plan the day like that tomorrow. You get up in the morning and you say, I just want to do the will of the Lord. And while there are things that I have to do today, maybe you're caring for the kids or you have to go to work or go to the doctor or whatever it is, for the most part, there are some spaces in here where I can plan some things. And instead of just staring at the chessboard all day long, not knowing what to do or if I did the right thing or what it all means, I'm going to sit down and write on some cards my moves today. I'm making six moves and here they are. And all I have to do is pick up the first card and do it. And the next time, and the next time it's my turn, pick up the next card and do that and not worry about all the other things that are going on. So you look at a few options in the day that you think are not wise towards God and not good usage of time. You don't put that on any of the cards. We don't want to make wasteful moves. You write down things that you know are a part of your identity as a Christian or your goals for service or finance, or fitness, or friendship, or whatever it is, and you plan it properly during the day, and eliminate all non-essential plans. That is huge here. I don't need 16 things going on. I'm eliminating non-essential options, and I'm planning accordingly. So let me show you how this works for me. I get up in the morning on a great day. When a day is going great, here's how it begins. I get up in the morning get the coffee going, go sit over in my favorite chair for about 60 minutes. During those 60 minutes, I do three super crucial things before anything else happens. I spend time talking to God in prayer. I spend time reading the Word of God and writing some things about it. And on the right side of the Excel Still More journal, I lay out the plan for the day. I write the chess pieces on the cards. Not very many cards either. Maybe like six of them. That's it. That's my day. These are the six big things. Now, I know there are some other things that have to happen in between there, but in terms of what I choose to do to make this day work, I'm not going to run around reacting. Just see what happens. When you just run around reacting and wait and see what happens, it never works out. I'm going to write them down. I encourage you to check out the ESM journal. I'm recording this episode a couple of weeks ahead of time, so it may be out now. You should check out ExcelStillMore.life, L-I-F-E. 
If you head over there, either it's available now and you can purchase it, or you can subscribe to the email list and you get first shot when the first shipment is ready, which should be just any day now. But here's what it looks like, and usually I need my wife to come over and help me with this. But at the top of the page on the right side, the left side has a few other things that we're doing, but on the right side, I write down today's schedule. I write down things that I know I need to do or really want to do, things that are important to me, and I space them out appropriately. I don't write down 10 things. I write down three things. Today at 10 o'clock, I want to go visit a friend. Today at 2 o'clock, I'm going to record a podcast episode. Today at 4 o'clock, I've got some emails that I need to get out. And then by 5, I'll be home with the family. Whatever. I lay it out with space in between. Underneath that, I write down a couple of the frogs I'm going to eat. But I don't pack them together or write down a bunch of things, and I certainly don't leave it blank and wait for some frog to come hopping out in front of me. I write down a couple of frogs, difficult, annoying, important things that I'm going to do today. And then underneath that, I write a spiritual highlight. One very intentional, important, needful thing that I want to do in the name of God today. So think about that. I have six things roughly written down, three big scheduled events that are there. Maybe they're absolutes and I couldn't do anything about it, or maybe I added them. A couple of frogs, annoying things I want to knock out, and one spiritual highlight. And so I go throughout the day. Don't overbook your time. Give yourself space in between. Pick up the card and do it. When it's your turn again, pick up the next. Now look, things try to get in the way. Here's a perfect example. Yesterday, I got up, did exactly what I just described to you. I'm about to leave for work, got the whole day planned out, and I see that we got in the mail new property tax notices. We bought two lots next door to our house last year to try to keep homes from being built right next to us, and we purchased them for a certain amount, and I got notices, and they assessed me at triple the amount that I paid for them. And I thought, well, there you go. I mean, that there's the day. I'm going to spend the rest of the day worrying about this, researching this, fretting over this. I guess I'll quit everything I was doing and everything I had planned. And instead of getting my work done and coming back and playing a little golf with the kids, I'm just going to quit everything and run. No, no. It's important, but my day is planned. It's productively put together. I'm not going to let something that truly isn't essential come up and throw a wrench in all of it. So instead, I took a few minutes that afternoon and dug out some paperwork. I scheduled for the next morning at 8.30 to go in. So when I got up the next morning, yeah, it was one of my scheduled things. But I knew where and when it was going to happen. And I made sure not to put anything next to it. And that day went fine as well. And that all worked out pretty well. So here's what you need to do. Take control of your day. Think stress-free chess. I will not be burdened by a thousand things in a thousand directions. I will set up these cards and I will knock them out one at a time. But listen, you've got to be disciplined about this. Let's say there's a mom, she's got three kids. That morning after her prayer and her Bible read, she says, I'm going to do these next couple of things and then I'm taking the kids to the park at three o'clock. We're going to come back at 4.30 so I can start dinner and my husband will be home at 5.30. Great plan. Well, she gets to the park and 4.30 comes and the kids are upset about leaving and they really want to stay. And all of a sudden she's like, am I a bad mom if I leave? Shouldn't I go ahead and stay another 30 minutes? They're having so much fun. And so instead of saying, no, we planned something great. We did it. It was great. It's time to 
with plenty of buffer in between, move on to the next thing. Instead, she lets all these other inputs affect the game. They stay another 30 minutes. She gets home. She doesn't get dinner ready in time, or she's got to go blow everybody's diet with a Taco Bell drive through or something. The point is, you had a great plan. Stick to it. It's great. You planned it. Believe in yourself. Be prayerful. Make wise choices. Of course, there are tons of examples. I was thinking about guys on a Saturday. Like, nothing gets a guy down more than feeling like he wasted a Saturday. He either had too many things to do and he ended up not really doing a great job at anything, or he had too many things to do and so he sat there and did nothing. What if he got up in the morning and prayed a little bit and did some Bible read and spaced out two or three things that would make him happy, make his wife happy, accomplish something important, leave plenty of time to watch the Astros at 6 o'clock, and then just knock it out, one at a time, with buffer in between. I really love the essentialism idea we talked about several episodes ago. I have chosen to do less, do it better, and feel great about it. And if I'm able to do that every day for a week, I live free of tons of the stress and anxiety. I don't second-guess myself. I don't get overloaded. I don't allow things to pull me in multiple directions. And you think, well, you'll end up being an underachiever. Hey, I've been accused of a lot of things. That's not one of them. It turns out that doing less each day intentionally placed with a nice flow that makes you feel great ultimately over the course of a week or a month or a year means you do a ton of incredible things except you get to feel in control the whole time, which is kind of interesting because you've really eliminated options. We would think that having the whole chessboard in front of me and being able to move in any direction, that's control. No, that's, that's anxiety. That's tough stuff. Narrowing down your options ahead of time to just one move after the other is actual daily routine control, and it's incredible. It really is a peacemaking process, and the peace you feel as you go from one thing to the next, it will feed over into your relationships, into your family. It's just a really cool thing. So listen, life is challenging. We all have a lot going on. Get up in the morning and take control of that. Use the journal, find some way to lay out your plan, and look, I know every once in a while something shows up during the day. It's a showstopper. It redirects. But so far as it depends on you, be at peace with yourself. Start every day planning it wisely and well, and enjoy the benefits of stress-free chess. Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to support this program, go check out our new website, excelstillmore.life. You can subscribe to emails there. There are book recommendations, show notes, lots of great things. We'd love for you to check it out. And don't forget to share this program with your friends if you think it'll help them. And you can always follow along on the Facebook page. And please remember, whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.